0: Good morning. Our scripture reading comes from Psalm 46. Uh, If you'd like to follow along in the Bible, we have a few um, in the back. Please raise your hand and someone will gladly bring it to you. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble. How he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots of fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. This is the word of the Lord.
1: like many of you i woke up monday morning um, dropping off sophia to school well you know that's strong I've, I've been i've been working i woke up a monday morning dropping off sophia to school um, and on the way back i was listening to the radio And every morning uh, it's a habit of mine to just listen to the radio to get the news in 22 minutes, what's happening? Um, and I think that the news was still just trickling in, but for about 15 of those 22 minutes, there was just one story blaring. Over 50 dead. At that time, it was three, over 300 injured in what seems to be the largest mass shooting in modern American history. Remember, When I got home, I paused for a moment and I couldn't help but feeling overwhelmed to process what actually I was hearing and how to make sense of it. And of course, I went home and first thing I did was turn on the news and it was just every channel, local news, cable news, every channel, cameras on the scene trying to make sense of what was happening in Las Vegas naturally, over time, because I'm so far removed from Vegas and because I don't have any family in Vegas, I moved on with my day. My day just continued. And I was doing what I normally did on a Monday, doing my work, caring about, caring about my tasks. And then Tuesday came. And Tuesday morning, as habit, picked up a copy of the New York Times, had a coffee in hand, and I'm going through the paper. As I'm going through the paper, the New York Times listed out the names of the people that were shot. Put a face. And they put their story. And all of a sudden, I was reading not just 58, but I was reading names like Hannah Altler, 34, California, mother of three. Steve Berger, 44, Minnesota, financial advisor. Three names like Chris Roybal survived his tour in Afghanistan, 28, killed on home turf. Maybe parenthood has done this to me. I'm not, I'm not a crier. I'm not someone that just finds myself weeping. But ever since I had a kid, I find myself that maybe... I was the one with the, hormone, <laughs> like the, the changes in hormones because everything just makes me weep. And I found myself crying because at that moment, somehow it became real to me. These were people. These were people. And fear began to fill my heart because suddenly it seemed as if this was the new norm. 34 in Puerto Rico because of the hurricane, a shooting in Vegas, 58 dead, last night a hurricane hitting Mississippi, going twice back over, not knowing what the effects are going to be until later today. And somehow it's easy when you hear these stories to make ourselves feel, is this the new norm? And fear begins to grip our heart, and it begins to expose how scared we are, how vulnerable we are, because we don't know what exactly to do. For those of you that have been journeying with us, we've been going through the book of Ephesians, and if you read this morning, we're not in Ephesians, because we decided to just pause for a moment this week. In my time of prayer, I felt God beginning to press on my heart and do a number on me, and him asking me to stop and saying, how will I respond? And actually, I thought of teaching on Ephesians 5 that talks about darkness and light and just skipping chapter 4, But this week during small group, Jen and Brooke, our our small group leaders, led us through Psalm 46. And I remember going back home that night saying my soul needed to hear that psalm. And I felt in my time of prayer that night that I think it's a psalm we as a church need to hear also. Because you see, I think the psalm speaks to all of us. Verse 2, verse 3 of Psalm 46 Though the earth give way, though the mountains be cast into the midst of the sea, verse 6, those wars begin to break out. In other words, though the earth give way, earthquakes, and though the mountains be cast into the midst of the sea, tsunamis, that surrounding the songwriter, the sons of Korah are this, earthquakes and tsunamis, wars and confusion. Listen, they're surrounded by chaos. They're surrounded by chaos. They're surrounded by situations they cannot control. You look to one side, it's a natural disaster. You look to another side, it's a man-made disaster. And naturally, fear begins to fill the heart of anyone stuck in the middle of this chaos. My pastor always used to say that there are three types of people in any audience. One who's in the midst of a chaotic storm, another who's in the midst of coming out of a chaotic storm, and the third person, one who's about to walk into a chaotic storm. And that's true of all of us here this morning, that all of us can look at the words of the sons of Korah, the musicians that wrote this psalm, and hear truth spoken over us, that every time we look, when one storm quiets down, there seems to be another. And the reason I find myself afraid in the midst of all of these disasters is because my heart is gripped with the reality that I'm not able to control what's happening. I'm not able to control what's happening. And everything I've worked for and everything I've held on to will be confronted with one of these two things, man-made or natural. That's true for all of us. Our name, our resume, our family, our wealth, our fame will come to the reality of a great awakening in front of either a natural or a man made disaster. All of us. And when you're faced with that reality, What makes it terrifying, what makes fear so powerful is when you realize that 58 or 34 or however many are affected by these natural or man-made, when that fear comes close to home, when it becomes our story, we're crippled. If you want to know what you love the most this morning, simply ask yourself, what are you afraid to lose the most. And whatever that is, the psalmist tells us, we will lose it. It is not meant to last forever. It will have an expiry day. Dealing with issues at a distance comes home when it no longer is just random names and the times, but it becomes your career. It becomes your spouse it becomes your diagnosis when you're faced with that reality it is natural for us when we're faced with that fear to kick into overdrive to begin to go and say survival of the fittest i can do this and we go into overdrive thinking what can I do how can I fix this how can I stop this I can get through this storm I just got to try a little bit harder I just got to work a little bit longer I just got to love a little bit more I can get through this that's true for all of us whether you want to believe it or not just think about just think about high school and college the hope in our eyes, the, 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 the joy that would glisten in our eyes when we thought of career and future. And then what happens? We grow up. We move to New York. And that hope that we had in high school and college is confronted with the reality of the world we live in and the answers to the question of what can I do to fix? how can I get through this, is faced with this reality. I am helpless. I am defenseless. That this umbrella I've built over my life cannot withstand the hailstorm that is coming down on me. The fear I face is real. And that's what the the psalmist wants us to realize. Fear is real. What you feel here in a city like New York when you're looking about your future, it's real. Don't run from it. Your helpless, defenseless feeling, it's real. Don't run from it. But you see that fear gets translated into something odd. Verse 10 Be still. Be still. There's chaos all around me. I don't have a handle on my emotions or life. I have no idea what's going to happen to my life tomorrow. Be still. There's an earthquake, a tsunami, a war. Be still. There is chaos in my soul. Be still. How? My wife... is taking a defense driver course. Don't ask me why, that should be obvious. If you see my wife driving, she's taking a defense driver course. And so what that usually means is I will take it with her. And so this online course that she's taking, I'm sitting with her as she's going through it. And I remember there was one part of the defense driving course that explains the necessity of the seatbelt. And actually in this defense driver course, they talk about people who sit in a car and refuse to put on a seatbelt because they think in their mind that I'm strong enough to withstand. If a car comes hit me, I'll just brace. I'll just hold on. And they actually have a PhD scholar talking about the force of kinetic energy and moving at the the, the rate of speed, and they're saying, listen no matter how strong you are, when you're hit by a car going 60 miles an hour, your body absorbs the kinetic energy that no matter how much you've worked out, your body becomes a blob of mass. Moving at the rate of speed, your body takes in all this kinetic energy and every one of your organs, because it's going at 60, 70 miles an hour, is ripped from within your body, and people usually die from internal bleeding. My question to the psalmist is this, that when everything around me is moving chaotically and I'm hit with the storms of life, be still. You're asking my soul to defy science. because he establishes for us in verse 1 that before he utters a single word about the storm, before he talks about the earthquake, before he even mentions the war, before he talks about the chaos, he establishes a foundation that he is built on. Verse 1, God. Before the songwriter even pens, that he's about to experience. Verse 1, he says, God, God, that my soul is built on this foundation, God, the uncreated one, God, the one who is outside of chaos, God, this one who is supreme and powerful. Is there any help? For me, God, the creator of all things, the one who makes the sun and the moon, the one with the actual, truly impressive resume, God. You see, he says, before my eyes even look to what I cannot control, he says, my heart is focused on what I know to be true and sure, that my soul rests on God for those of us here in New York, we hear a statement like God, and you go, really, God? I can't believe that. I, I have a hard time just rapping. There is this being called God, and I just want to, I, there's no way I can get into it this morning, but I want you to understand, to doubt belief is to still believe something. That all of us are governed by a belief. And whether you want to accept it or not, the psalmist tells us, Remove God from the picture and all you're left with is the chaos theory. All you're left with is chaos. That you have no right to complain about genocide. You have no right to complain about your trials and tribulations. You have succumbed to simple chaos outside of knowing there is a creator. The psalmist says, he's pleading with us this morning that you would, in the midst of your doubt, at least begin to question. Give me reason to see how God makes sense. And so he says, God, God is my refuge and my strength. Yes, I am helpless. Yes, I am defenseless. And under the chaos theory, that simply means that I I will not survive. But you see, in the presence of God, that's a good thing. My defenselessness and my helplessness is the right posture of my heart to be in the midst of one who is not defenseless to be in the presence of one who is not helpless. Instead, who is my refuge, who is my strength, who is not afraid, who is strong, who is bigger than the storms that I face. God is my refuge and my strength, a very present help in trouble. Listen, God is not just there, but he is here right now. So many of us this morning, we are holding on to a God that was the story of our father and our mother who raised us in church, or we're hoping on to a God that will be, that when I'm in trouble, yeah, maybe then I'll rely on God. Psalmist says, hear me, he's here today, he's your God today, he's your help Today, he's your sustainer today. You can know him today, right now, in the midst of the earthquake and the tsunami of your soul. In other words, anchor your life on him. Because you see, whatever you anchor your life on, we've been talking about in the series called Identity, the book of Ephesians, How do you know how strong your anchor is? Ask yourself, can it bear the weight of your soul? And under the pressures of the world, does your anchor hold? the psalmist says there's one anchor that will, God. The problem is this. We read something like that, and it's easy to say, Stan, that's all good. But somehow, I don't find comfort in the words of a songwriter that wrote something 3,000 years ago. Because right now, in the midst of my chaos, it feels like God is not there. It feels like God is distant. And this is where I land. I hear you. I hear you. Except for something that the psalm does. When we were reading it in small group, I don't know if you've noticed it, but it kind of pause, maybe pause. All through the psalm, God is our refuge. He is our strength. We will not fear. We, the songwriter speaking about us collectively. He is our fortress. He is our refuge. It's speaking about God, pointing to the he. But then suddenly, in verse 10, the language changes. Be still and know that I am God. Somehow, in this psalm of tsunamis and earthquakes and wars, God breaks in and begins to speak. He breaks into the he and the we and the our, and he begins to say I. He breaks into the chaos. He breaks into the song. He breaks into the chaos. And that's the answer. But God breaks into our chaos. He breaks into our chaos. Yeah. In a manger, he broke into our chaos. On the cross, he broke into our chaos. He broke into our fear. He broke into our anxieties. He broke into our darkness. The light of the world, God broke into our story in Jesus Christ. And yeah, I would give you all the credit for saying God seems distant and God seems far away and God seems as if he does not care except for the fact that as Christians we celebrate a God who didn't stand far off but he broke into Our story, Jesus Christ, broke into our fear. He embraced fear, the ultimate fear, losing the hand of his father on the cross so that we could see that his love for us is real. And when our souls begin to know that for sure, in the midst of our chaos, we see a God who embraced our chaos. In the midst of our confusion, we see a God who embraces our confusion. And he looks over us and says, it no longer has mastery and power over us. My love for you is real. When our souls are filled with the love of a God that says you are not alone but I break into your story, and only the God of this book is able to say, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But I've messed up. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I feel helpless. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am defenseless. I will never leave you nor forsake you because the penalty of your sin is on me. You are mine. And only a heart that has truly seen a God who has done that for odd is my refuge and my strength today, help in the time of need. Therefore, I will not fear. The question we have to ask this morning in the midst of our fear is, what is our foundation? What's the anchor on which we build? For those of you that call this city home, That's what our neighbors need to hear. That's what our neighbors need to see from our lives. That's the confidence they need to be sure of. In a city and in a country that feels like chaos. There is a sure foundation. It is God. But the words we sung this morning are not just words on a screen that we're forced to sing because we're in church, but it is true. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking. Let's pray. Father, thank you for Jesus, our Lord. Thank you for reminding us this morning that we can anchor ourselves on you. That you do not fail, you do not move. That you are good and you are real and you are true. Father, I pray that you help my soul, be reminded that you broke through for me, you came into my chaos, you died for my sins, you rose again for me, and I can rest on you. Thank you
0: for loving us. It's in your name we pray, amen.